0: When you look back at that and you realize, and this is not economic, this is about people, trash. When you realize how much trash was in that White House and that COVID event when then they all got COVID, you're just like, what a dirty bunch of people. And anyone who's been a waiter knows trash rich people.
1: Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Vituation Room podcast live stream. I am your host, as always, Francesca Fiorentini. You've seen me on the thing and that other thing, and one time, that one thing. What's up? What's up? What's going on? I I don't. I am uh, tired. We lost an hour, and God damn it. Couldn't we have just skipped daylight savings this entire time? Like, why haven't we saved enough daylight? Huh? You think? Hey. Eh? What are we doing with all this daylight? Not going outside, not hanging out with people. You guys vaccinated? Um, we have such a good show for you today. Holy shit. My God, these gets, these guests, it just keeps getting better. I feel like this is a good show. I feel like my show crushes it and your show's trash. Okay, thanks, 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 thanks. thanks. Oh, my God. Anthony Atamanik, um, comedian and creator of The President's show, is on the show tonight. He's so fucking funny. He's so also, like, incredibly left and has amazing politics. And I feel like everyone needs to know that, um, even though it doesn't get you that far in Hollywood. Um, also seminal climate activist, organizer, thinker, badass, Bill the fucking Kibben, don't tell him I said that, is going to be on the program very, very shortly. We're going to talk to him about a Green New Deal. We're going to talk to him about uh, Biden's climate plan, which isn't a Green New Deal and why. Um, And we're going to talk about, you know, how many years we have to turn this little thing around. We got to we've got to stop. Doing all the bad things Um, So stick around Uh, Also we have a Patreon For this show This show is free of sponsors for now I am begging for a granola company Or a weird bra company That has like cups that are like You know 32A and then like 35B On the left you know what I mean One of those bra companies to just sponsor Just pick up this show But until then Patreon.com slash Bituation Room My god You've all been so generous and it's been real fun and you get early access to bonus content. We got a bonus show coming up this Friday. We're going to talk all about New York politics, Cuomo, Yang, street rats, literal. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. So make sure you become a patron, patreon.com slash room, any amount, $1, $2, $3, $4, $5, $6, $7. I could keep going. But if you give, 20 bucks or more, or 10 bucks or more a month, you get a special shout out from me in the form of a fart song, which is coming up. But I also want to say, you can tip this show, Venmo, TBR-Live, uh, also on Cash App, TBR Live. But I implore you to become a patron. It it seems weird, like, how do I do this? No, nah, it's just a website. It's super easy, and we can keep in touch with one another. Um, and you'll get all the early bonus content. So if it feels like you don't want another thing to do, I get it, but actually, once you get there, It's way easier, um, and it's easier for me to contact you, so stay tuned for that. Hey, if you don't have any money, pay me in a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, And for now, I just want to thank all of the patrons who've who've been giving 10 bucks or more with a fart song. It's called Farting Around, Kevin MacLeod. Mm -hmm friend of the show he doesn't even know it thank you john b mary s lori l wayne s rodney f kayak y tony g DeWeir. and then on twitch tier one repeat offenders willie gus t brand 2725, more phelan Moonlight Flowers, Daisy Dragon, The Neurostream, Rodney1234, John Mize, Text 2 trill Anastasia Beaverhouse, and The Neurostream. Did I already say Neurostream? You get it twice. And then finally, Tier 3. I think this is the only member of Tier 3 that we have on Twitch. Thank you to C Missile for being there, for getting access to the emotes. I hope you're watching right now. And without further ado, let's just launch into this thing, shall we? Let's bitch. Everybody, what are you bitching about? Tell me. Tell me. I know we're supposed to be hashtag grateful because we're hashtag blessed, but I'm hashtag pissed right now because I want the vaccine as much as anyone else. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't wait to get double stung, you know what I mean, by the J&J or the Pfizer Fies or the what is the other one? The Moderna. I want the Moderna just because it sounds like it's a vaccine in like a tall turtleneck shirt. The Moderna, you know? But I'm bitching about the fact that the United States and many of the first world countries that have gotten more access to this vaccine are not supporting the removal of patent laws on these vaccines so that Global South countries, those who've been woefully behind the rest of other countries in terms of access to the vaccine can actually produce this with their own scientists and doctors and biochemists and whomever the house, I don't know, whoever else goes into making the fairies that go into making a vaccine. We are preventing them from getting them because, of course, Pfizer and Moderna and uh, J&J have the patent rights and they're not giving them up because that's not how big pharma works. And we knew this was going to happen. But just so you know, 10 countries have administered more than 75% of the vaccine as of now. At least 130 countries haven't received a single dose of COVID-19 vaccine, according this is according to the UN Secretary General. So like and I just want to put it in perspective, look, I love that Biden says we're all going to be vaccinated by May. If Any adult or any adult who wants one will be able to get vaccinated. We'll gather on July 4th and celebrate how the rest of the world is still dying. But let me just say that as a country with the most resources and yet who failed so fucking miserably at containing the virus, you think we should just on the moral plane of, you know, justice, should we be first in line? Should we be first? The one, the 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 country that doesn't have contact tracing, that doesn't have any kind of like actual like necessary travel bans, the country that was, you know, going out and celebrating Memorial Day uh, and was like saying the virus would disappear. Like, do we do we deserve it? Mm, I'm going to say no. Um, And so right now, 100 countries are demanding that the World Trade Organization, which is sort of the arbiter of global neoliberal economics, race to the bottom, put a bunch of Hanes underwear factories in your country and destroy your social safety net, that World Trade Organization um, is being lobbied by 100 countries to drop the patents on these drugs, um, to, to have patent law not apply to these drugs so that countries can actually have access to them. And because it's the World Trade Organization, my guess is they're just going to say, sorry, sorry, poors, we'll make money off of you later, but no, mm, trickle down economics. Um, the World Health Organization is for dropping this patent. Um, they, this is from the World Health Organization. This is uh, apparently between all G7 nations. We have secured enough vaccines for each of our citizens to be vaccinated three times over. Three times over. Look, I don't, I don't know what that would do to you, but I definitely don't need three vaccines. Um, the Biden administration has not also budged on this issue. They've been lobbied by a bunch of organizations um, endorsed, to endorse this like waiver of the patent. But of course, this was all part of it, right? It was when, you know, when we gave billions of dollars to these companies to help them develop the vaccine, I'm sure that part of it was in fine print and you won't say shit when we're trying to like sell it to the highest bidder or when we want people to buy medicine through us or buy the vaccine through us, right? Yeah. So So that's cool. And it's also cool that like other countries will continue to have COVID farther into the future than we will, which, you know, will be do wonders to the xenophobia rampant in this country. I'm wearing a shirt that says hate is a virus uh, by an organization that's working against anti-Asian racism. So uh, I don't think that xenophobia is going anywhere soon, especially if we are one of the only countries that has special access to this virus. Okay, I'm fucking done. I'm done, y'all is this a comedy show? Hell yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so, I am sorry. That's why I'm very excited to bring in our first guest. He was the host and creator of comedy centrals president show and the only Trump impression that this show recognizes. Okay. The only one there's only one. Um, and he is currently, uh, you can see him as the human neighbor Sean on the upcoming season of what we do in the shadows. Please welcome Anthony Atamanik
0: hello (laughs) hello everybody so this all falls on me now to try to be funny yes exactly (laughs) lift it up no i can't i can't do it no everything you just said was so right i mean it's so it always in thinking about the layers of even how we approach issues in this country about whether it's equality economic inequality things of that nature it's interesting that we become so narrow in scope. We sort of forget the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, we 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 really uh, somehow we want to fix our own house, but you know we're all doing it on devices that were made by you know slave labor uh, in South Asia and uh, and and from strip mining in Central uh, America and uh, Central Africa. That's the irony of it to me. So yeah. like uh, it it feels like we need to do a massive overhaul. And one of the ways we could start, I mean, I'm still shocked that by, Bi- I mean, I'm not shocked that Biden did, didn't do this, but I'm shocked that there wasn't just on day one where national, like whatever CVS and Walgreens and whatever their sort of prescription networks that they have, because anyone knows in New York that if you hung around a Rite Aid, you could grab a vaccine at the end of the night and someone didn't show up for their appointment. Right. Um. Uh, but also they have it already built into their, pharmacy system to like, you know, give you the second appointment, all that. Whereas the state's version of it, it's like, well, just keep trying the website. It's amazing that the federal government just go, we're seizing this. And, and w- until this is over, we're seizing this the same way that we should have just nationalized the banks in 2008. It, yeah. It's amazing to me that those moves aren't made because there's nothing anyone can do about it. And the whole threat that multinationals are gonna walk away from their big like if they're heroin dealers, they're really gonna walk away from their biggest junkie. They're not. <laughs> so like that's it's like it's such a fiction. That that rollout uh um as happy as I am with the things that he said, we still live in in the 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 Trump's uh administration's let the states figure it out on their own attitude, yeah. essentially we have a band-aid of federal um, there's a band-aid of sort of federal rollout But it's still left to the states And yeah. um, we have to make a decision I guess I think it's like We have to make a decision Of what antiquated thinking Around states' rights Whatever you want to call it um, Are we going to dispense with? You mm-hmm. know Why do we have <laughs> The f- idea that we have Different educational standards per state You know The root things That Wait. basically make a society it's how you teach, you know, is our children learning? Yeah, like just like
1: sex ed. Work. Like oh, every yeah. time I learn about like what sex ed was like in other states, I'm like, what the fuck? You, well, you oh, learn yeah. what about yeah. the female reproductive system? Yeah. You know, just fifth grade girls have these parts. Boys have these parts. Bye.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. And it leads to so many problems. Right. I mean, especially really sex education alone leads to so many problems. And yeah. Suicide. And yes. deaths and, 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 and bad I'm sorry, sex. bringing the fun, right?
1: <laughs> I, I feel like just bad sex. Like in the year 2021, you should not only have good sex education, but also teach good sex. Anyway, yes. Anthony yes. and Tamanic, I'm so happy to have you. We're going to talk a little bit about the vaccine and who's getting, who's trying to take credit for it.
0: Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And who is not. Skip ahead, yeah.
1: But <laughs> what are you bitching about esta noche? What's going on?
0: You know, I- I there's this thing that's uh, that sort of came to me while you were doing the opening, which is it's a little, it's, it's not connected to what you said, but I think the thing I'm bitching about most this week um, really is, is uh, there's two ideas. I'm going to pick this one, which is mainstream. The, the, the continuation of the mainstream media classes obsession on not only re uh, continuing to bring Trump up in every conversation, uh, mm. but also the narrow focus, which is now defined political and really news coverage in this country, that again is exclusionary of the rest of the world. And you know, Peter Baker wrote, you know, his a tweet. You know, at this point in office, Trump has given five news conferences. Ob- Obama's given two, Bush three, Clinton five, Biden's given zero. So, of course, there is a real s- story here about communication by a president and sort of, you know what the reason is and there's interpretations you could make about why they would choose to hedge the press conference and so on um but ap also did a piece you know um the other day about uh uh biden flying home to delaware and mm-hmm. linking it to travel restrictions and to me what is blowing my mind is you now see naked participation in Uh, 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 and a sort of Stockholm syndrome that's happened where they've abandoned, you know, there used to be this illusion of caring a bit about international news, caring about a variety of topics that were covered, even with all the sensationalism of, of whatever the political machinations are. But it, you would think that Trump, it was the only president we ever had. You would think that he was the only president we ever had. And in addition to that, this sort of, um, uh, what's the news value in that information? And and who sits there at the AP and disingenuously says that somehow a president using Air Force One has anything to do with travel restrictions, anything to do with the op- optics of that at all? Everyone knows the president has a plane, and everybody knows the president has money, and it's not an it's it's not a shocker that he yeah. would do that or use Marine One. Um, and so but this is not, and this is the problem is this is the type of trap that's created where then it backs you into the corner of defending Biden or, you know, I guess or being like, well, make us do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what it's about, but what it is about is how is it that Myanmar is going through its second or third week of massive protest, Uh, there is, you have environmental, you know, you have, uh, you have, uh, environmental topics coming up and seagrass is disappearing in large swaths of, of the Pacific. There are, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry.
1: No, I was going to say, yeah, the, there was like some report this week that was out about the coverage of climate was like 0.4% of all news coverage in all mainstream outlets. Yes, there is a Trump. There's a Trump industrial complex that Anthony, you benefited
0: from. I did. So how dare you? I'm a war profiteer. <laughs> <laughs> I did benefit from it. I, you know, but I always had a recipe, which was we had to give, we had to give back more than we took, uh, not monetarily, of course. I kept all that, but um, in terms of our our coverage, and I think we, as the show, and at least the book, uh, I think maintained that integrity um and uh i i just am really uh i'm not dis- i'm not surprised but i'm disillusioned at the idea that we
2: that
0: that there's no desire to return um yeah. to at least at a minimum like i said giving lip service to subject matters that's completely abandoned and yeah. a press I mean, a press that sat there and cowered at every conference for four years has suddenly has the stones to do what to continue to bring Trump up because they're desperate. They don't know they want it. Listen, one thing that I will say is true is they want and still want this cataclysm. Part of what for profit news does is it sweats cataclysm. It wants roving bands of people killing people in the street it wants the capital to be taken it wishes january
1: 6th they were like yes yeah
0: yeah exactly chuck todd there's a reason the news desk kept banging up and down like this during the whole oh god all right well well look we
1: are not one of those outlets that covers trump you know we've moved on and there's a lot of other news to get Uh to so this is the week where This was the week where former president Donald Trump made a minute. (laughs) I look, I'm not mainstream media. (laughs) I can do this. I'm not Trump obsessed, (laughs) but I, I knew you were coming on and we, this is vaccine Uh, related.
0: Okay. Donald
1: Trump made a uh, a uh, you know made his boundless fragility once again painfully obvious by issuing a statement on official Donald J Trump letterhead, reminding Americans to give him credit for Biden's vaccine rollout. <laughs> Writing and my God, Anthony, can I implore you to read this?
0: For you, I'll do it. All right, here okay. we go. <laughs> From the office of Donald J Trump, March tenth, twenty twenty one. This is a statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19 often referred to as the Jina virus vaccine. That if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot for five years at best at best and probably wouldn't be getting it at all i hope everyone remembers i hope remember me hello i'm down here in Marlaga. <laughs> it was such a petty grandmother note it was such a note from your grandma when like you didn't send her a thank you card for a gift <laughs> he is that's i mean i don't want to upset but that's my favorite thing is is that he is just an old jewish woman that's all he is
1: Oh, that is, that's a a slight to all old Jewish women, but yeah, but, but one, right. There's always something wrong and you're not giving him credit for something and he knows better, even though he probably doesn't. But I definitely would trust trust a
0: Jewish grandmother over Trump. I mean, it's just petty. I mean, it's just, it's.
1: it, well, to me, it was, yes, and I and I totally led you into a sand trap of your own uh, making by uh, making you do that. Again, even though we know we shouldn't be so obsessed, but it was like, it's so funny that, like, where do you put out statements these days? Like, he's banned from Twitter. He yeah. only has 280 characters worth of things to say because that was exactly right. 280 characters, which he yeah. managed to shoehorn in some some racism. Just yes. make sure you <laughs> make, make sure, sure everyone I- knows. He, he also coined China virus. Like, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't also say, which I
0: coined, which I came up with. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But I mean, that, but that's the thing that's um, that's uh, uh, listen, you can cut off his Twitter and cut off all those things. And it's interesting. I've gone back and forth for a long time. I advocated he should be removed while well, president, he should be removed from Twitter because of the dangers of incitement and things he can do. So yes. I had that, I did have that point of view. I also have this concern of the, you know, not that this is a direct mapping, but you know, you think of the beer, you know, the beer hall riots and, and, and how uh, Hitler gets jailed and he's sort of just off the map for a couple of years. Um, and I get very concerned about what happens when this cultivates in the quiet like this and, and what, and, and, You know, whether it's him or whether what I think is worse is he at least had no agenda. He didn't have an agenda. He had no he had there was no conviction with him. He just was saying and doing whatever. So um, this this thing makes me more concerned about who comes up that has an agenda that also sounds like him. But more importantly, in the again, this connects to my bitching, which is that the idea that there's even a question about again this is not about biden's handling of things as much as it is there is no warp speed was a totally useless it was it was not even a program it was lip service there was no vaccine plan the plan was to let the states deal with it the man ignored the thing for a year held Mm -hmm. multiple rallies flew around he has his followers and supporters it's politically divisive to wear a mask or not um, and they seized hold of real issues that people do struggle with. I don't want to stop seeing people's faces. I don't want to stay in my home for the real things that real I people need to work. work. I need to work. I need to make money and to take all of that and and for the for the press to cover it as if the, he did to, to let they now have to lend legitimacy to his presidency or else their own necks are on the line. It's just absurdity. And the other yeah. absurdity is the fixation. Um, in a way, this. Thing is going to get mitigated people are going to get the vaccine eventually it will distribute around the world in a terrible way does the Howard Johnson I call it the Howard Johnson's virus the Johnson and Johnson virus because it's only 64% <laughs> effective but uh, but like it is really um, uh, uh, it of course he's going to try he's going to get things out and people are going to lap it up and it's almost going to make it actually more important when he speaks it will become more uh, of, a, of an event because yeah. He is not uh, a diarying all over Twitter all the time, but there's plenty of other, I mean, Glenn Greenwald's done a great job picking up where he left off.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hats off to all the fake leftists out there and grifters. Uh, My condolences if you still are on that train. Um, Yes, thanking Trump for getting the vaccine rollout started is like thanking the police for Black Lives Matter. Uh, It's like thanking Harvey Weinstein for Me Too, right? It's like, oh, my God, like without without me, eh, you wouldn't have. Yeah, like it's. And 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 I will say the only thing that that Warp Speed apparently did, because like the media has also been like, whoa, actually Warp Speed, okay. The CVS and Walgreens partnerships with nursing homes. Apparently that happened, but like at every point in turn, Alex Azar, which was like the head of human health services, again, completely unqualified yeah. was like, we'll have a hundred million doses by the end of 2020. And it was 40 million doses. And then it yeah. was 20 million doses. And it just kept on like, they've met no benchmark. Whereas Biden. Yeah. Has met all of the benchmarks and then some, yes. um, yeah, But anyway. they learned
0: that you can lie. You can lie right. about everything. You can lie about the war ending. You can lie. And and what it's proven, and it's astonishing, it's proven that this whole thing is a fucking fiction. The whole setup. The country ran for four years without anyone running it, basically. And, and what you realize is the bureaucracy is actually the thing that drives the engine of the country and people's desire for mm. uh, consumption. And never o- underestimate people's desire for to consume and to be left alone. Those are the two biggest things that people want to do. They want to watch something, eat something, be left alone, and have money in their pocket. That's what everyone wants. Nobody really wants anything else. Th- anything else is aspirational. And, um, mm. and we have not gotten that yet. And, and here's the thing. You can lie for four fucking years, 10 years. And I wanted to say one other thing about you said about the partnership. And this happens on the left as well. Everyone is arguing Within the world of Reagan, everybody argues within Reagan. Everyone argues within Ronald Reagan's uh, uh, dynamic, because think about GoFundMe's all the things that we have now or the ways in which people even shame. Well, you have money and you should be putting it here. All of that, to me, is living in Reagan's economic shadow which is that what we should be advocating is I don't have to advocate for someone who has $10 million to do the right thing. I shouldn't need to do that. What should happen is that government should be appropriately taxing people at different rates to create a pool of money so that people are supported. That's the whole point of government. The whole point of government is so I don't have to fucking think about it. And I'm still a good person because I paid my tax, gave some money and that's
1: exactly, exactly. I don't have to constantly No, that's so true. I mean, that's, it's in it's in essence what I think kind of the worst parts of the real Twitter cancel culture are, it's like we're stepping in because there's no justice in the actual criminal justice system. Right. And like, GoFundMes are and and like donating and lifting up the nonprofit industrial complex is also what happens when like our tax rate is totally out of whack and the social system has been completely fucking hollowed out by billionaires who run the government. It's like it actually could be way better than this. And it has nothing to do with socialism, sadly, even though we want to get there. Um, We got to go to two more stories and then we're going to bring in Mr. Bill McKibben, Professor Bill McKibben. This was the week where. Okay. Governor Andrew Cuomo says he won't resign despite the walls closing in on him. More than yes. 50 New York State legislators, including New York State senators or senators Chuck Schumer, Kirsten Gillibrand, and a number of New York Democratic congresspeople, including Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and Jamal Bowman, have also called for Cuomo's resignation, as now has Nancy Pelosi and even the New York Times editorial board.
0: Well, that does something. Oh. Else. Well, well. well i don't see how he
1: can get out of
0: this <laughs> how world. could he escape that i met him in 2000 when he was going to primary clinton uh for the uh, uh democratic senatorship and um he was on the corner what an idiot i mean i met him in 2000 when i would never vote for this fucking guy in a million years and um you know he uh uh people go well, he's like trump is like and it's like no 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 there are just people like this and there's a lot of male personalities like this mm-hmm. anyone who's worked in comedy knows. Mm -hmm. That there are a lot. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy door. Look at that. That's another (laughs) fucking waste of space. And, and, and that's another person who is a guy who thinks that if he screams loud enough and Mm -hmm. yells loud enough that then you'll listen. And he's, and I'm Italian. So I know this. Uh, Listen, the thing is, is that everyone goes, well, you know, maybe it was this and he was single. (laughs) There's a huge difference between wanting to date people and using your position of power. To manipulate somebody or put pressure on them Or or hire them for a job It is a no-brainer But what blows my mind Is that calls for impeachment come from that But not from letting, what, 50,000 old people die It's like crazy to me That we have so jumped the shark uh, That um, actual actionable things That are done in the tangible world Matter less than, um, than something that we know we can nail the person and i'm not denigrating what happened i'm just saying it is pretty amazing that but that's I, where we are i we're think they're at, connected you know?
1: i think they are connected i don't think though and i do think this is a moment where his star was rising and it fell real quick woo wee yeah. like this yeah, this fall makes blue. Yeah, I mean, this looks like make, his whole rise and fall makes Kanye just look wholesome. Like, <laughs> like it is so fast. And, and I think, yes, there are now seven accusers um, yeah. who, who have come out and spoke out publicly about Cuomo either actually harassing them or actually assaulting them. And this is what Cuomo had to say in response this week to calls for him to resign.
2: People know the difference between playing politics, bowing to cancel culture, and the truth. Let the review proceed. I'm not going to resign. I was not elected by the politicians. I was elected by the people. Part of this is that I am not part of the political club. And you know what? I'm proud of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's not part of the political club. His father was (laughs) governor of New York.
1: He's part of the dynasty, okay? There's a difference.
0: It's like, yeah, well, he's not even part of the good dynasty, which was on Friday nights at 9 p.m. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But he said
1: cancel culture, like everyone drink no matter where you are. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's amazing. There it is. Cancel culture.
0: Yeah. Something that, one, doesn't exist. And, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just, but, you know, he knows – you know, you've seen this happen to comics, and now he's going to flirt with this like libertarian streak machismo. You know, uh, this yeah. to me, like, yeah, it, it connects into this larger movement that's happening in the country, which Bannon coined four years ago. We used in our show, which is Western chauvinism, right? That mm. should be what people should be paying attention to because if anyone remembers the QAnon swearing in that happened on Twitter over the summer, every person every race, every orientation, every gender was doing that swearing. And even though it is important, this was the to-
1: Michael Flynn, weird, Michael shit. Flynn,
0: weird presidential. And the reason yeah. I'm linking these two is just what he said is such a dog whistle to the deeper. Obviously is white supremacy. You know, it's not about denying those things, but it's about understanding that this is a tiramisu. This is a quintuple layer cake. It is not just one thing. And one thing that is, uh, unmitigatedly pro- uh, problem and uh, uh, is is the sense of chauvinistic male um, dismissal of things that are of high order when it relates to them. And yeah. you could see this again, just to cite Jimmy Dore and Greenwald snickering about AOC uh, being threatened at the Capitol and cackling about it. Right. And, and shit talking it. And it's yeah. amazing because anyone who's in ever the been- same vein, it's in yeah. the same vein, and he's living in that same place. He should resign, one, because I think he's going to try to run for a fourth term, which is. I was going to ask you. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's going to run for a fourth term, and he thinks he can beat it. And you want to know any bit of evidence that's the biggest bit of evidence against him is that is the behavior he's displaying right now.
1: Yes. The behavior
0: he's displaying is of a person who thinks they can punch through it and knows what they did.
1: Well, and I think in that way, he is Trumpian, and he is pulling from a right-wing toolbox, which is never admit that you did it. And I will say, like, I'm of two minds of it, because with this bullshit cancel culture claim, I feel like we're constantly, you can't just say believe, you can't believe women. You can't actually believe Women who've gone on on record, who have risked everything to talk about what happened, right? That's not enough. You know, you have to have, like, an actual investigation. Okay, that's fine. There's an investigation. Um, the, the, the Attorney General of New York has appointed two attorneys, independent investigators. That is yeah. good. Like, right. I actually think that that's the kind of thing we should do because otherwise most people— are like, okay, seven, yeah, motherfucker needs to resign. But then there are people who are like, like he's saying, he's saying, let's finish the investigation. And in some ways I'm like, yes, let's finish the investigation. The problem is when it comes to a sexual assault or harassment investigation, it is forever his word versus hers. Of course. It is forever. And he's already said multiple times, none of this happened. So what? Where do you go from there, and what is the investigation? Where does that end, right? So it always just becomes weaponized against these victims.
0: Well, this was Hammurabi's problem, which is why he wrote all those laws. Which is that you know, uh, there is always going to be the sustaining problem of certain crimes of uh, essentially vagary, where you don't have, let's Mm say, you know, and I'm only using this to if you have a a, a physical rape where there's evidence and a rape kit and all that. there's sure. Then it, it enters into the in, and then we can get into all the problems of the justice system and 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 policing and how they handle. Then it maybe
1: matters. it'll get tested one day in like twenty yeah, years.
0: Twenty years. So yeah, I mean, I'm not I, I'm not walking <laughs> down the road of going like the system's already there. It's not <laughs> that, but we have two levels of problem, right? And the one and and they are different situations. Can he say, as anyone could say, let the investigation play out and da da da? da. Of course you can. Of course he can say that, and of course it's true. The investigation play out under the means, under the auspices of that, and how they they look at it. But the other question is one of political, and is one of social. And we don't have, and cannot have, essentially, social courts because there's no determinative way. How can you create a determination uh, 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 that's sort of uh, subjective? Yes. So that's a uh, that's a problem that I don't think will ever go away unless we restructure how we educate people. And like we talked about sex the, education. educations, yeah. a lot of things to deal with, with violence and yes. sex and machismo and all that bullshit.
1: Yes. Cut it agreed. That's my agreed. Thing. And yeah. elect more women to office. Um, yes. And, and the other thing I'll say, like, is. I think what i mean to say when i when i say like maybe just let the investigation play out before he resigns is because he becomes once again a fucking martyr a martyr in the like imagined cancel culture world of you know of embattled men who clearly are guilty but then become like another soldier in some bullshit war and so you're totally right that it is it's nothing he should resign over the nursing home scandal he put sick people back into the nursing homes when he removed them from the hospitals after defunding hospitals for so long. Right. So anyway,
0: but, but yeah, I agree. Well, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I'm going to, I want to move. I, I I know you want to move on. It's just that um, this issue also just, it has to do with, uh, like you said, putting women in more positions. And if you, I don't, the morning show, some people didn't like it or whatever. I really enjoyed the morning show because such it, a good show. it uh, took I you it. on such a ride of the thing you're describing the point where the, they even take you on this sort of righteous moment where you go, okay, so maybe his character is a little more moral than I thought. And then you're like, Oh, he's not. And you realize the levels of pretending and pretending and, and posturing it's very tricky and, and dark. And, um, I think one of the big things is to stop. uh, uh, We have fallen in love in our culture and we re uh, we depict this in our stories of the brutal damaged man who's pretty shitty. And uh, but ultimately you love him. That's a problem when that's the thing that you sell people all the time. Totally. And, and He's and pretty that's where shitty it comes but from.
1: not that shitty. We're homosexuals yeah. oh my god the, <laughs> the the poor white feminists that have to issue apologies right now <laughs> um, Moving on to our final and most Gross. important story Bituation yeah. room I hope you know that we only cover the hardest hitting and most um, deeply um, sort of revolutionary um, adjacent stories here adjacent um, this was the week where. A member of the first family was involved in another incident that really took the pressure off of Hunter. Uh, Let me just put it that way. This is what happened. (laughs) And on Monday, the first family's younger dog, Major, was surprised by an unfamiliar person and reacted in a way that resulted in a minor injury to the individual, which was handled by the White House medical unit with no further treatment needed. (gasps) Wow. The Biden's younger dog, Major Biden who had been called out by right-wing media for being, quote-unquote, a junkyard dog. Gross.
0: (laughs) gross. It's a gross dog. It's a dirty-looking dog.
1: Ew, what a dirty dog. Um, Major bit someone in what appears to be the Secret Service. And let me just say, good instincts, bro. Like, good fucking instincts, okay? Because, like, he's getting to know a new place, blah, blah, blah. It was a warning shot. That bite, he knows Major was watching the coverage of January 6th. He knows the call is coming from inside the house. Yes. Right? Yes. And, like, if there's one person who can actually hear dog whistles, it's, it's Major Biden. It's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was yes. just doing his duty. Um, Of course, they're back in Delaware now on a supposedly it was a preliminary pre-planned trip for when Jill was away. Other people are why saying, they
0: say that shit. I don't know why they <laughs> don't just go. We, yeah, we've had to take the, uh, this is where I'm always like, why, why don't you just go? Yeah. The dog, it, it bit someone. So we had to put it somewhere else. Cause we don't want to put it down, you know? So like that, I mean, that's the, that's the, 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 and I agree with you, which is what's up with that agent. Dogs just don't do that shit. Dogs <laughs> yeah. don't do that. And dogs read people. They know their energy. And, and listen, I'm, you know, I'll say this. I'm a softy in the sense that I have less of a problem with Joe Biden. I think than a lot of my compatriots one, because I just accept who he is and I don't expect him to deliver things. I just know he's not going to deliver on certain things. Right. And so it's not like, Oh, that's wonderful. But it's like, all right. At the same time, I don't see him as I think sometimes he's depicted as like as, as terrible or worse or whatever. Um, but like the dog thing, <laughs> I mean, I would really check that agent out. I personally would say that would be the first thing I would do is that Joe should be like, Joe, we got to check it out. Like, you know, (laughs) we got to find out about that guy. But it does lend itself to the deeper thing, which is that is there this call come from inside the house? Is Mm -hmm. there actually a threat? I think it's probably a little bit more of paranoia and sympathy, uh, sympathetic thinking. Uh, I don't think we are watching 24 I don't, I don't think that there's some secret sleeper January 6th agent in the Secret Service. I Dude, don't think but that's like, happening.
1: Can you be so sure? They weren't great <laughs> under Obama. Anyway. That's um, true.
0: That is true.
1: All to say the dog will not be euthanized. And I actually do believe the story that they were originally going to go home to Delaware because Jill was away and Jill's the one kind of training them. But there's yes. more important questions um, related to animals in the White House that I'm so glad an intrepid reporter asked uh, White Ho- Our Press Secretary Jen Psaki
2: We heard all about dogs. We were promised a White House cat. What, what happened to that?
0: Where is the cat?
1: Today's a good day for the cat um, I don't have any update on the cat We know the cat will break the internet
0: uh, but I don't have any update on its status okay. Jesus Christ almighty
1: Yo, the cat's ass is gonna be thick <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a thick cat. What
0: if break they- the internet like Kim Kardashian? <laughs> what if they did get a cat with like a human ass? Do you think that would be weird? Do you think anyone they'd be like? Do you think that would be the a week of coverage? They'd be like, the cat has a human ass and it has no I hair don't on see it. it. <laughs>
1: oh wow,
0: Jen Pascal. That- I mean, she really does. Like you know, I I have two minds. I have the cynical mind, but then I have the mind that sort of appreciates the the bullshit. And I'm like, she's a pretty good bullshitter, man. She's, she's, she does a good job of swatting away that, that BS and holding the line and delivering her own BS, which by the way, for all the viewers to know, that's the job of the press secretary. The job of the press secretary is not to just overtly be truthful with the press. So if you believe that you're naive the the job is for them. Or if to play you the
1: like game. her, you're supposed to not like her. I remember when she came back, I was like, "Why do I hate her?" And I was like, "Oh, because she's a press secretary." Right. And they're all bad. Even when they do their job well, they're bad. Yes. Uh, but let's be real. I mean, c- compared to Kaylee McEnany, the the North Korean propagandist oh, yeah. of the yeah. Trump administration, like. Yeah, I mean wiping. The she floor did a good job effort. for them, though.
0: She did do a good job being a That's propagandist. Got to get. She's a dipshit. I mean, listen. When you look back <laughs> at that, when you look back at that, and you realize, and this is not economic. This is about people. Trash. When you realize how much trash. Was in that White House and that COVID event when then they all got COVID. You're just like, what a dirty bunch of people! And anyone who's been a waiter knows trash rich people. You've done, yes. you've done with trash rich people, and they, they don't cut, tip. They don't tip. It's so amazing to me Um, how so many of them just that should be what we should be most offended about. Is absolutely the, you know just the garbage, crass classnesses. Give me people. Who didn't use Jeffrey Epstein? Who but used someone higher up in the pyramid? We don't even know about. <laughs> I want you know? the queen.
1: <laughs> I want the queen's
2: private plane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And
1: thank you all still for being here. Remember, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash Pituation Room. Become a member today and you get, like, early access to all the good stuff. And uh, there's a bonus episode on Friday all about New York. We're going to talk about it. I won't sing Alicia Keys. I'll probably sing Alicia Keys. Um, <laughs> and without further ado, what are the prospects for a Green New Deal under a brand new Biden administration? Uh, what is the future of the fight for real climate Um real like real stopping climate change real climate change <laughs> yes yeah uh it's this is the, this is the <laughs> and joining us he's a contributing writer to the new yorker a founder of the grassroots climate campaign 350.org He was the Schumann Distinguished Professor in Residence at Middlebury College in Vermont. He was a 2014 recipient of the Right Livelihood Prize, sometimes called the Alternative Nobel, and the Gandhi Peace Award. He's written over a dozen books about the environment, including his first, The End of Nature, published 30 years ago. I feel like it's already ended. And his most recent falter, Has the Human Game Begun to Play Itself Out? Please welcome Mm. Bill McKibben.
2: Very good to be with you both. Hello, hello. Hello.
1: Oh my gosh. So good to have you here, Bill. Thanks. Thanks for hanging on in, uh, in the green room, eating all the snacks. I hope you've enjoyed the display of, I don't have any snacks.
0: Environmentally <laughs> friendly.
2: Yeah. Not, so all all organic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ethically harvested cashew. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> Bill, uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's it's late in the evening here in Vermont. Uh, so it's fun to be ending the weekend with you guys.
1: I hope you don't have anything too early in the morning. And I'm so thankful that you can mm-hmm. join us. It's really, really awesome to talk to you. A longtime admirer, of course. Um, lots of respect. So I, I just want to talk just broadly, right? Um, about, y- you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic or towards the end of it. Um, got a new president. There's already been some climate victories, right? The Keystone XL pipeline was canceled under President Biden, which is a huge victory for organizers like yourself um, and 350.org. Um, there is a $2 trillion climate plan in the works that has been proposed and has been informed by a lot of the work that you and others, like the Sunrise Movement, have done. What's your what are your thoughts now, or sort of almost a hundred days into this? Somewhere, don't quote me on it. You know what I mean? Days into this. Where do you, what are your thoughts on Biden's climate plan and sort of what was, what surprised you about it? And then what are you like, no, we can do better than that?
2: Well, first thing to be said is uh, obviously night and day, we went from a guy who was insisting that climate change was a hoax manufactured by the Chinese. To uh, the administration that's by far the most concerned with climate of any in the 30-year history of this crisis, uh, the people that they've appointed are remarkable, and mm-hmm. and there are a lot of them. I mean, we've never had anybody in charge of climate policy before. Now we have a global climate czar. That's John Kerry, who used to be Secretary of State. So that sends a pretty powerful Message to the rest of the world about the importance with which Biden views this issue. And we have a domestic climate czar, Gina McCarthy, who used to be head of the EPA, and she's remarkable. Uh, I, I know both of them. They're both tough and uh, smart and very, very committed, and they seem to be serious about this whole of government effort. So we're watching people like. Pete Buttigieg, go to transportation and decide that it's going to be a climate focus there. We're going to do a lot of electric cars and a lot of trains and a lot of bike paths and a lot of other stuff that we need. We're watching uh, the same kind of thing across the administration. Okay, that's the very good news. And the early things that they've done are important. I, I mean, look, I've been to jail a number of times trying to stop the Keystone pipeline. To have it put to bed is really important and a huge signal, too, uh, that we're not going to go in that direction anymore. Uh, There are limits to what they can do working just through the executive office. uh, To get the really big stuff done, they're going to need to get Congress on board. And obviously, that's going to be tough. We got the COVID relief bill through by the literal skin of one's teeth. That was, you know, a 50-50 tie with Kamala Harris coming in to to break the, to cast the deciding vote. Right. Um, it's going to be hard to. I mean, even if the, even if somehow we get past the filibuster, uh, it's going to be hard to get 50 votes for the huge two, three, four trillion dollar green infrastructure plan that they've talked about. But that's right. maybe not impossible. Uh, Joe Manchin, who's, you know, kind of the prime minister of America now, said, uh, <laughs> yeah. said last week yeah. on the Sunday show, said, you know what? I'll, I'm happy to spend uh, three or four trillion dollars on infrastructure, but, um, but only if we raise the money for it by taxing rich people. Well, I, I mean, I can live with that. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's not so bad. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, they're doing they're doing great stuff. And I, one important moment to mark will happen, I think, tomorrow. Uh, it looks like Deb Holland should be confirmed as Secretary of the Interior. She's wonderful and cares deeply about climate change. More to the point, she's the first Native American cabinet member in history. Yeah, and as Secretary of the Interior, she's going to be in charge of roughly one fifth of the acreage. That was stolen from her ancestors uh, uh, over the last few hundred years. So, in just poetic justice terms, there's some good stuff underway too.
1: Absolutely. I mean, on it, not to fetishize, but if if we just gave all of our public lands into to, into Native American hands, was which was once originally theirs, um, or maybe our country wouldn't be so dug up and polluted and uh, as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really curious. Um, in terms of getting the political will, obviously, like you mentioned, we have to overturn the filibuster. But speaking of Manchin and his coal-rich West Virginian state, right, and the ways that sort of the blue collar worker, the coal miner has been, you know, trotted out and almost made like a Disney character of a of a martyr standing in the way against, you know, the socialist Green New Deal um, policies of Biden, which it's not a Green New Deal, but, you know, it, it, people will call it that anyway. It is a two trillion dollar plan. How do we change the narrative? I mean, you well, as someone for me who's been working in media, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah. How do we change that narrative?
2: So the the first thing is, um, um, look, people who, because they, of where they live and where they grew up, ended up doing perfectly respectable jobs that we depended on for a long time, uh, deserve to be treated fairly in this transition. And that's why every climate bill and everything else that the Democrats have put forward for a long time has called for a just transition and a lot of money to be spent on retraining and so on and so forth. It's never been in the interest of Republicans to allow any of that, much more in their interest to kind of hold uh, fossil fuel workers as a kind of hostage uh, to trot out for just the reasons you described. So it's possible that Manchin may be in a position to play a very interesting role to be mm. the kind of you know the kind of facilitator of a just transition and frankly it's not that hard to imagine uh, not thanks to environmentalists but thanks to the greed and automation of the coal companies there's almost no coal miners left i mean literally yeah. there are more people in this country who work at arby's roast beef sandwich shops than mine coal okay so the prospect of essentially buying them out is not hard to imagine you know if you're too old to retrain or you can't move because you're you know have the your family members who depend on you or something well okay y- you've spent your life doing a hard difficult thing here's a good pension thank yeah. you very much in other parts of the country the good news is that that it, it turns out that the skill set for working in say the oil patch translates really easily to doing work in renewable energy. I I just did a piece for the New Yorker about North Dakota, where they've been busily retraining people uh, who've been working on frack rigs uh, to be wind turbine technicians, you know, largely the same job. You're taking care of a big piece of machinery. Mm. In this case, you have to train someone to climb, you know, 400 feet into the sky, On the other hand, it's not as dangerous, anywhere near as dangerous as working in the oil field. And it doesn't come with the boom bust economics that always plague the fossil fuel industry. Our demand for electricity is stable and predictable. And so these are lifetime jobs. So, you know, this transition is possible to imagine. And it's clearly one of the things that the Biden team is working hard on. And clearly they're gaining or should be gaining some trust from the labor movement, Uh, Biden's, you know, one of the most remarkable things that Biden has done is that video he cut uh, about the union election going on in Alabama for Amazon workers. Um, You know, it's at least since Harry Truman that we've had presidents willing to stand up for for labor unions like that. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they'll be willing to cut him some slack when he has to deal with climate change. One way to think about this is that, of course, it would be much easier to have a long, slow, gradual transition here. Everything works better when you can move slowly. Uh, Human institutions just, you know, it's cheaper, it's less traumatic to do everything slowly. Our problem with climate change is it's different from other political issues that we wander into um, it comes with a time limit, which isn't true about uh, other things. Look, we've been fighting about healthcare in this country for as long as I've been conscious, which is a lot longer <laughs> than you guys have. And and the um, you know, it, it's horrible that we don't have a good healthcare system. I'm a Bernie guy, you know, Vermonter, so I, you know, I it's it's been something I've worked on for a long time, but. When we finally get around to doing it, finally get around to joining every other industrialized nation in the world and providing healthcare for people, the fact that we screwed around for four decades isn't going to make it harder to do it. Right. Climate change isn't like that. Once yeah. you've melted the Arctic, there's no plan for refreezing it, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so the 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 scientists Startups have given us around
1: to, the world are trying, though, to right, really yeah. trying to get that seed money.
2: The the scientists have said you got 10 years. Um, partly that's because thanks to the oil industry and their campaign of denial, we wasted the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. So we've got to cram a lot of work into a short period of time. And it's going to mean moving much faster than our political system or economic system really wants to move.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to name some of the things. So in Biden's plan, he's trying to get to 100% clean energy, electricity, excuse me, by 2035, get to net zero emissions, economy wide by 2050. You know, Bill McKibben, you have been, I think, um, a really important voice when it comes to the fight. And you've always talked about, or at least the thing that has stuck with me is when you talk about really taking on fossil fuel companies as adversaries as as being enemies of life as being enemies of people do you feel like they're kind of giving up the fight cuz they realize that they've they've they're losing just like sort of the cigarette companies lost the moral you know and the health argument that they're losing the argument and do you feel like we can sort of like knock them out, or they still have more fight in them and we have to kind of like handhold them and sort of, yay, we're in a partnership. We actually love you.
2: Right question. Um, uh, and and, and right, uh, right historical analogy because they hired all the guys from the cigarette industry uh, <laughs> right. 25 years ago to run their propaganda campaign. Um, so look, the the years of them being able to fund climate denial are gone. Climate Mm -hmm. denial in a kind of overt way got on the plane with Trump to Florida and it's not coming back, you know. Um, um, But what they can do and are doing is trying to delay. They know that 50 years from now, we're going to run the planet on sun and wind because it's free. It's already the cheapest way to generate power in the world. Uh, and, And so they're, you know, they're not stupid. They understand that. Their goal now is simply to, keep their business model in operation for another two decades, three decades, Uh, the trouble is if they do, they'll break the planet. And so we have to keep standing up to them in a big way. That's why things like this fossil fuel divestment movement that Naomi Klein and I launched about a decade ago and has now become... By some measures, the largest anti-corporate campaign in history were about $15 trillion in endowments and portfolios that have uh, uh, divested from fossil fuel, including happily the University of California system, which is, was one of the biggest and most important. Um, that's, you know, that's why that's so important. We have to keep trying to weaken the political power of these guys, the financial and political power in every way we can. Because that's the only thing that levels the playing field. That's yeah. why we've had spent the last 10 years building out these climate movements around the world. You know, 350 was a, a kind of early iteration. But Extinction Rebellion, Fridays yes. for the Future, Sunrise Movement, uh, you know, on and on and on. The reason when you that,
1: manufactured Greta Thunberg, right? When you <laughs> put her together yeah. from all the angriest parts of every climate yeah. movement and just created this You've child. Greta is,
2: Greta yeah. is, Greta is, Greta is great. And, <laughs> and the best thing, I mean, I love her and I love working with her. And I think she'd be the first to say the best thing is that there are 10,000 Greta Thunbergs. There are so many great young yeah. people and they have 10 million followers. And that's good because that's the counterbalance that we need to the incredible weight of the fossil fuel industry. These guys have so much money that they're able... And, you know, and they've been gaming the political system for so long that they're really good at it. Who are the Koch brothers? They are the biggest oil and gas barons in the United States. They made enough money that they were able to purchase themselves a political party. Uh, You know, that's hard to beat. That's why we've been unable to do anything about climate change. And that's why it's such an interesting moment right now, watching watching Biden respond to the fact that the polling makes clear that people are really ready and and even desperate for action on climate change. Uh, you know, you're in California, Francesca. You, I mean, you're there's now a month or two of the year when you're, you know, everybody's looking over their shoulder to see what's caught on fire, you know, where the governor's mm-hmm. telling you to go inside and tape the windows shut so the particulates don't, Destroy your lungs. Yeah, I mean, we just have to live on the moon for a couple of yeah. a couple of
1: months out of the year. We just that's in- and that's
2: and that's in California, which was always our, you know, our image of the most, you know, the 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 kind of idyllic existence on planet earth you know the place where you went to chill if you got really lucky you know and now the place where
1: you can run for re-election at 87 with dementia you know like we're we california is so full (laughs) of shit right now bill i'm so mad at our state like, all of our state assembly is bought by the oil and gas industry, too. You know, they've all skipped town during COVID to go to Maui or wherever the fuck. It, is,
2: it is really sad to watch, the, I mean, to see that California won't grapple. California's doing a lot of good things, it must be said. It's sure. work around cars and renewable energy is great. And and, you know, credit to Jerry Brown and Gavin Newsom and people for all that work. The fact that California can't bring itself to stop giving permits for people to drill for oil in the middle of Los Angeles, you know, or, you know, in Kern County in the poorest parts of the state, uh, you know, I mean, that's just crazy. California's got money enough that it no longer needs the oil industry, which is a tiny pimple on its, you know, on the rear end of its economy.
1: Yeah. We've got all this alfalfa. We ship it over to China. Lots of money.
2: You've got, you've got all that that Silicon. That's where you're really, you know, exactly. that's where the money is.
1: Have you heard about Facebook? Yeah. We get all that money. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry.
2: That's that's really helpful.
1: (laughs) I do think it's really interesting and important that you said in terms of the way that if you scratch the surface of any right wing outlet there, it just bleeds oil. I mean, that's where you strike oil, right? Like that, that Breitbart was founded by Robert Mercer, supported by Robert Mercer and Rebecca Mercer, his, you know, vampiric daughter. And they've, you know, like funneled so much money into overinflating inflating you know, the xenophobia to distract from climate, the, you know, sexism to distract from climate, you know, and then you've got the dark money groups, obviously Koch brothers included and the Mercer's included who, you know, as Jane Mayer documented, like, I mean, it is, it is their system. We're just living in a, in a creation that they made that these fossil fuel companies made and these fossil fuel barons made. And so, so to me, it's the, also about, anyway, keep one yes. of the really
2: good things, About moving to renewable energy is not only is it cleaner, but if we do it right, uh, you know, it'll help distribute power a little bit again. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the reasons that the world is as unequal as it is. Is that one of our most important commodities, energy, is under the control of a tiny percentage of people who just happen to live atop the places where we have deposits of coal and gas and oil. That's right. why people pay attention to the Koch brothers. That's why people pay attention to the king of Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's not like he has good ideas about the world. He, you know, beheads people, uh, uh, but he's got a lot of oil, so everybody sucks up to him. Uh, everybody's got sun and wind, and so. There'll be at least a certain amount of uh, of sharing of power as it begins to uh, take over our energy system. We could really work to make that happen by emulating what the Scandinavians and the Germans have done in terms of a lot of community ownership. Of yes, you know, I mean, look, it's it it does seem odd that anyone should really get to own the sun and the wind that fall on us. Uh, uh, it does seem like a kind of thing that at the very least we should be reaping some of the benefits from.
1: It feels like it's a very like star Wars moment where the doors are closing. And I have a very big sinking feeling that we're going to be left on the wrong side of the doors. Once of our window doors. Is. Yeah. Of the, yes. Once it all, you know what I mean? Cause like we're almost yeah. there, but like you said, like we can't afford 10 more years, 20 more years of oil and gas drilling. We just so don't have the,
2: that. I mean, that's the real That's the real urgency of the moment. The engineers did their job over the last decade. They dropped the price of solar power and wind power by 90%. That changed everything. Every spreadsheet looks entirely different than it did a decade ago. And it means that if we wanted to make really serious change fast, we could around the world. We could make this the prime chore for the human and the prime adventure in a lot of ways for human societies over the next decade. If we don't do it, uh, I mean, we're already, it's not like we're going to stop climate change. We're already in trouble and it's going to get worse. But we're at a point where we may still have enough leverage to keep it from reaching a temperature where it cuts civilization off at the knees. That's Mm -hmm. what the next decade is about. And that's what we've got to work so hard for. Can I ask a question?
1: No. Um, Bill, <laughs> uh, why?
0: <laughs> I just want to, that uh, the mitigating circumstances of the next decade are also that more viruses are going to come out of various parts of the world because of climate change. It's a, a direct relationship that these pandemics are often sometimes because of sub-zero uh uh freezes defrosting and what comes out of there the permafrost the permafrost (laughs) so my question is is as it's moving along and there's going to be these additional things of climate migration climate wars water wars all the other things that are going to exist around the next two decades i always wonder two things is there a silver bullet technology or something that people are working on, and I don't, like, zero-point energy, or something of that nature, that if they made it, or I guess carbon uh, capture, is there a version where someone discovers something and it shifts the balance? Is there anything on the horizon like that, or is that, like, oh. fantasy thinking? dude? Oh,
1: white male.
2: Dude, dude uh. They already they already discovered it. I mean, look, a solar panel, you can point a sheet of glass at the sun, and yeah. out the back comes electricity. Right. I mean, that's Hogwarts scale magic, man. I yes. mean, what else do you yeah. want? Uh, I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's like the, uh, you know, it's like that joke about the guy who's, you know, stranded on top of the house as the floodwaters rise and and he tells, you know. He's, he's praying to God to help him. And a guy comes by in a canoe and he's, he says, no, no, I, I'm God's going to rescue me. And a guy comes by in a helicopter. You he, oh, know, God's going to rescue me. And I, the guy drowns and he gets up to heaven and says to God, why didn't you rescue me? And God's like, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. What the hell did you want? You know, uh, I mean, solar power, God and is wind gonna power innovate that's away. pretty good. You know? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, they're just like you know, in that analogy, I just love like the guy on the top who's like, God's gonna innovate a way to like disrupt the rescue industrial <laughs> sy- complex system, and uh, the canoes are no longer gonna be relevant. I was like, fool, get on the fucking get on the boat. boat. <laughs> get in yeah, the yeah. boat. Um, but I, I actually just want to ask you one last thing, and it's sort of po- um, political, which is, is what Biden's doing two trillion dollars, um, is it enough, and is it also is it the beginnings of a green new deal without the name of it? Because he's sort of afraid of that yeah. title.
2: Look, so the first thing is nothing's enough. I mean, this is the biggest crisis by far that humans have ever dealt with. And we're a mile behind. And, and so, you know, if someone, if someone said, we're going to spend $20 trillion, say, okay, that's good. And it's still just a beginning, but you've got to yeah. start someplace and Biden's starting and starting hard. And yeah, it's, a, a, you know, it takes some of the important parts of the Green New Deal, this concentration on justice, because a lot of the money, this is going to be aimed at the communities that have paid the highest price uh, 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 and the communities that have done the least to cause the problem. That's good. Yeah. And that's very much in the spirit of the Green New Deal. And it's, you know, it takes seriously seriously. These questions around labor and just transition that we've talked about, that's a big great. part of the Green New Deal. And it's going to put up a hell of a lot of solar panels. Uh, so that's good stuff. Even some of the other parts, like this uh, conservation core, to get young people out building trails, working in, you know, uh, 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 out in the outdoors, sort of like during the Depression. A way oh, to think about all great. of this is the last huge crisis that America wandered into was in the 1930s and through the depression. And so we had the New Deal to deal with it. Now we're in a crisis of similar size. And so the Green New Deal is a good, you know, it's, it, it's on the right scale.
1: Mm-hmm. I find it very cruel that we're experiencing the climate impacts of the industrial era now when that was sort of like our heyday you know to like help with the social safety net you know industrialize in the factory and create the bombs for world war 2 and stop nazism and oh fuck climate change you know 40 years later whatever it's just I feel like it's a little bit of a joke anyway that's just my little thing on that <laughs> like let's do a new green deal um without all of the emissions um because, yeah, it's just it's uh, we can't afford it. Anywho, um, Bill McKibben, you're wonderful and give me hope. And I, I'm glad that you've co-signed on a lot of the people that Biden has tapped, um, you know, because that gives me a little bit more. It makes me feel better, but obviously no one should rest on their laurels. Everyone get involved. I think this is really, really critical. Um, I wanted to I wanted to keep you on for one more segment. Bill and Anthony, would you guys stay?
0: Sure. Can I can I stay? you may say <laughs>
1: all right one more segment okay so this this is because the vaccine rollout is is you know it's happening it's underway and i just want to know if you could inoculate the world i'd like to inoculate the world you know something like that um from a different virus or from a different ailment or from a different defect uh what would it be so this is a uh, dream vaccine Okay. You have a magic wand. What would you, what would you make humans immune to?
2: Well, look, let me go first. Cause then Anthony will have something really smart to say. I want to, <laughs> oh, I want to build though on something he said that I thought was really important earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the, the, the best thing about the Biden relief plan in a certain way that passed last week is the sort of sense that, um, the Reagan era is beginning to come to an end, perhaps.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And the that's the era that we've all lived our lives in the shadow of politically. And the basic idea of that era was that, uh, well, I mean, government is the problem, not the solution. uh mm-hmm free markets solve all problems. I mean, Reagan's famous laugh line in his speeches was always the nine scariest words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Ha, ha, ha. It <laughs> turns out the scariest words in the English language are, we've run out of ventilators or the hillside behind your house just caught on fire or whatever it is. And there's if no one could, here to help. <laughs> if, you could, if you could figure out a vaccine that helped cure people of some of the kind of hyper individualism that we stumbled into Mm -hmm. in that Reagan era and replaced it with a new uh, uh, ethic of some kind of human solidarity that we are going to desperately need. Let me give you a quick example. We had the worst hurricane season we've ever had. The last two storms of the year, when we were deep into the Greek alphabet, so hurricanes theta and iota, didn't hit the (laughs) U.S. They didn't hit the U.S. They smashed into Central America. Mm. Um, Honduras incurred damage roughly equivalent to 40% of its GDP. Mm. The worst worst disaster we ever had in this country, Katrina, did damage equivalent to about 1% of our GDP. So nobody in Honduras did anything to cause the climate crisis. Nobody down there, you know, it's not tracked out. You know, it's not people driving SUVs back and forth. It's, you know, uh, and now their lives have been destroyed by it. And what do you know? Some of them are going to probably come knocking on our border and, Mm and we should bear that in mind. The UN estimates we could see a billion climate refugees in the course of this century. We're going to need some kind of ethic that allows us to get through this. And it won't get as bad as it has to get if we get that ethic sooner rather than later and begin trying to look out for each other, trying to look out for the future and getting rid of this Reagan era idea that if we only just each try to get rich, everything will work out fine. Yeah. We've done that. And the temperature of the planet's gone up, you know, uh, two degrees. Well, well, the, and problem the, is that,
1: the, the problem is either is isn't, Capitalism is such that, like, we don't have the resources for everyone to live that kind of lifestyle. You know, I lived in Argentina for many years and... They started doing a bunch of internal flights. Now, on the one hand, I'm like, that's wonderful that like this global south country gets to do a bunch of internal flights and you can traverse an incredibly large amount of land in a very little amount of time. It's also awful because we can't afford it. But who am I to say, ah, you Argentines shouldn't do that shit? Because and, and and in the United States, we do that all of the time. So it is, you're absolutely right. And and I I got, I just love the idea that you're proposing a vaccine for Reaganism i love that i i, love, I think that's, i want that we need that
0: yeah um, i think it's coming i think it's over i i really do believe that the reagan statue is crumbling his is better than mine i don't even want to say mine now
1: come on mine's stupid you want me to go next
0: yeah no no you're the host of the show you go um no i mean i just i so agree with that one um uh well i guess my vaccination was sort of um I wanted to vaccinate against reply guys. I, I want, I want, I, and basically, and people who say I'm a libertarian, you can't say you're a libertarian anymore. I'm tired of people doing that out. You've got to say you support Linda LaRouche, shut up. Um, but, but um, yeah, reply guys, you know, I will say as a, as a uh, middle-aged white man that I one day wrote, uh, some, I looked at something and I said, why are all these guys in my, this tweet explaining things to me and wanting to have a dialogue and all this stuff. I was like, I don't want to have any of this. And I said it to a a comic friend of mine, I said, what is this? I go, why are they all bothering me? And they go, that's called a reply guy. And they're like, women, you know, we get it all the time. And I went, really? I got all these screenshots. And I went, oh, this is awful. And as someone who's taught improv for many years, I've met many of them in person. Um, So uh, I really want an inoculation against men, white men in their twenties. Is there a way to do that? Just and and including myself, I wouldn't. I didn't like myself in my twenties either. I have a good. I, I have a friend who's like. She had a bit about how, you know,
1: dating is shitty. And she was like, where's a good war when you need one? You know, we need to bring back the draft. (laughs) (laughs) Bring another draft in.
0: I do want to say uh, that in my Trump versus Bernie tour in 2020, you know, my friend playing Bernie had the Green New Deal advocacy advocacy but i want to tell you just my bit bill that i as trump advocated for the brown old deal and it was where we got rid of all catalytic converters uh toilets flush 24 hours a day we run sinks all the time uh we run air conditioners during the summer and the winter and heat and it was that was the trump plan was the brown old deal And I thought you'd appreciate that
1: because he had a lot of problems. It's frightening
0: because it's it's almost true. Basically, basically (laughs) is exactly what happened. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: The best thing about Anthony is every time someone in the audience would be like, boo, no, he'd be like, Oh, like, I haven't actually said this in real life. You're why are you scandalized? This is literally the thing that I've said oh, on national a television. Per, the
0: performative nature of the audience to get upset when you remind them that the nation was built on slavery or that we are close to dying and that the earth will continue. You know, one thing <laughs> I always remember, I bill, uh, back me up, right? Earth will continue. We might be gone but the earth will continue and survive in some fashion. And that's why it's With only the shittiest animals.
1: It's it'll be roaches
0: and rats. We need to appeal to our narcissistic nature. I mean, I I really, I really feel it's, it's astonishing to me. It's astonishing to me just to say this. I wish, and of course, Biden probably wouldn't do this. You said about the depression in the world. It's, we need a warlike effort. And if there's ever a time to declare an emergency on a global scale, it's climate change i mean if there's a, an emergency that threatens humanity and it astonishes me that even an emergency that threatens humanity we can't we can't get the stones to go this And i think what you said was so important that idea that like think of the advances in science and the sense of community construction and 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 achievement around the world as a as a as a uh, an entire race a human race i can't believe we would turn our People want to turn down that opportunity. To yeah. me, it's an opportunity to advance humanity. Beyond but I mean, look, I climate mean,
1: change. Th- I feel like we're in a dry run in the pandemic and we have failed miserably. Yeah. And, I, it, you know, I know, in terms of that individualism, Bill, that you were talking about, I
2: think it's, yeah, it's frightening.
1: it is well, you, it is American exceptionalism yeah, at its
2: worst. Some of that. But there clearly have been a lot of people who've done bad. But, you know, there have been an awful lot of great stories out of this, this pandemic, too. Uh, I live. I, I live in Vermont, and uh, which has done better with the pandemic than probably any place in the country. And the reason is because everybody from day one wore a mask. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know, we'll probably all once the pandemic's long over, we'll still probably all just be wearing masks just to, you know, just to prove how nice we are to each other or whatever. But yeah. there's been a lot of that around the country. Yeah, look. Uh, Part of our problem is that Trump was such a noisy jerk that that it kind of, um, you know, it 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 kind of overwhelmed uh, a lot of other stuff that was happening. But, you know, though it was closer than it should have been, Trump got beat and uh, uh, people who wanted a different kind of country persevered. And I think you can see more and more of them every day now coming Mm -hmm. out and saying, yeah, you know what, I kind of like this different world that uh that biden is talking about the one where we wear masks so we take care of each other and
1: that that's why you're an organizer and an activist bill never forget that people who do this every day are optimists and want you to live life and people yeah. who usually just scream into a microphone like me yeah. um i'm an optimist but lots of us are pessimists like grifter assholes who want everything to uh just be a nihilistic uh ball yeah. of flames they like that so, nihilism
0: how else they, do they lo- raise money
1: Exactly. Um, speaking of which, patreon.com slash Bituation room. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple comments. Lynn's Rob. I'd pump people full of compassion. Love it. I'mia, b Be music on YouTube. Something to vaccinate against delusion. Willie Gus. MRNA vax against law enforcement. M-A-C-A-B. <laughs> um, Cat Herder on YouTube. I'd like a vaccine for Ayn Randism. Definitely. Um, hell yeah. Mine? Okay. I'll I'll say mine and I'll let you go. I want a vaccine against body dysmorphia i'm sorry there is nothing that is a bigger waste of time on earth than living in your human body and resenting it and Mm. feeling like you need to look a different way you're not good enough i'm not saying i don't have it i do i think a lot of women have I think a lot of people have it so that would be great just a fucking just fucking live in your body and be happy love it stretch out your calves you know do some yoga and uh, love your body. That's it. No more body m- dysmorphia and uh, launch Kim Kardashian to the moon. That's all.
0: I um, love that. That would do, <laughs> that would waste a lot of carbon though.
1: So. <laughs> it's very true. Her and the, and the, and the cat, the cat with the nice booty, just the two of them, the Biden yeah, the, cat. Oh, the
0: cat with the nice ass. Yeah.
1: Cat with a nice mine. ass. Yeah. Love a cat with a nice ass. Bill McKibben, thank you so much for joining me, uh, me and and Anthony. Uh, everyone nice follow Bill you. at Bill McKibben on Twitter. And anything else to plug, Bill?
2: Uh, if people are interested in this stuff, there's a free climate newsletter that I write for The New Yorker every week, so you can go track that down and keep abreast of what's happening.
1: Thank you so much, <laughs> Bill. Have a great week, and, and uh, I really appreciate you being here. Take care. And Anthony Atamanik. Where can people find you?
0: Oh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Tony Atamanik. Uh, You can watch my show uh, coffee with Tony on Twitch and that's twitch.tv slash Fatty. It's called coffee with Tony Monday through Friday, uh 12:30 Eastern to 30 Eastern and I have Stephanie Kelton coming on this week. And uh, we do all kinds of things. I sing karaoke with myself. I do duets. We watch oh a my Susan god. Lucci TV movie sometimes. We talk politics. We do it all. And I yell a lot about uh as a big lefty, I yell about a lot of lefty grifters on my show. So you can go there to to watch me scream. Oh my god. Will you have me on please, please? Yes. I you know, I get scared to ask Someone of your caliber to come on my show. So of course. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You can leave now. You've done
1: enough. Anthony, it's the joint now. Uh, Yes, definitely spark the joint. I was like, did he spark it before? Cause he is a chatty. Um, definitely a sativa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, follow him on Twitter at where was it? Now it's fine. Tony Atamanik on Twitter and of course on Twitch, uh, Shatty Fatty, and thank you to Becca Roofer and to Dorsey Sean Kelly Carey and to Ellie Hoffman on the other side of the show, making sure all the parts work and uh, we're you know the trains run on time. Although it's not fascism, um, and you know fight the patriarchy and or fuck the patriarchy. I always forget whether it's fucker but fuck the patriarchy, fight the power, and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Uh, Also, be a little bit like my man, Tim Ryan.
2: Heaven forbid we pass something that's going to help the damn workers in the United States of America. Heaven forbid we tilt the balance that has been going in the wrong direction for 50 years. We talk about pensions. You complain. We talk about the minimum wage increase. You complain. We talk about giving them the right to organize. You complain. But if we we're passing a tax cut here, you'd be all getting in line to vote yes for it. Now stop talking about Dr. Seuss and start working with us on behalf of the American workers. I yield
1: back the balance of my time. Ooh, okay, Representative Tim Ryan of Ohio. I see you. Even though Bernie Sanders schooled you that one time on Medicare for All, that's okay. Was that him? That was really fun. But uh, that was good. That was about the pro act. We need to pass that pro act and abolish a filibuster. Okay, you guys love
2: you. Bye.